0: So, uh, this is Vision Day, and if you're new, if you've been here less than a year, you haven't experienced this. Um, But every year at this time, uh, I talk about the previous year and what's ahead for the next year. And so uh, just kind of give a, a picture of what's been going on and what's going to happen. And, uh, and so hopefully we can all get on board with, with what's where we're headed and what we're going to try to accomplish. Um, 2017 was um, a bizarre year. Uh, it was difficult in that we lost a lot of good friends, a lot of people that we love. Uh, one, of the, one of the negatives about staying in a place for a long time is eventually you're going to start seeing your friends pass away. And uh, and so that was the case in 2017, and it was hard to say goodbye to a lot of good friends. Um, But I'm not going to camp out there. A lot of cool things happened in 2017, and we came together last year with the understanding and the realization that the Murray Hill community is transforming and changing and very different than it was 15 years ago, and uh, understanding that, bottom line, we have no idea what we're doing. Okay, let's just be honest. And so we said, you know what, we, we need to figure out a way to reconnect to this community and, and make that a priority. So what we did is we came to you with three eyes, three things that we wanted to do. We wanted to invest, invite, and immerse. And so what we did, we were blessed in 2016 financially, and so we took $10,000 and we gave it away to different organizations, and, uh, and we uh, invested in the community, and it was really fun to go to those organizations and give those checks and watch the shock on their face. Um, and uh, so, by the way, we won't be doing that this year. <laughs> Just want to bring that up. Uh, we can do it again next year, but it's kind of up to you. Um, and, uh, and so if the surplus is there, we, we can do that. Uh, but anyway, as we gave those checks away, one of the, it was really opened a lot of doors for us, and so uh, what's happened now is uh, Jay is on the board of, of the Murray Hill Preservation Association, and uh, they are asking us for volunteers again, which is a really positive thing. Uh, we op- opened new doors at the school and uh, through the library and those sorts of things, and it's really been a positive thing. Uh, we also uh, decided to... Um, invite people to participate in our ministries when we serve around the community and so we had a lot of new faces participate in that and then I'm sorry I got a problem here and and then um, we decided to immerse and so when we took the checks we took list of people who volunteered for specific organizations some of them used that some did not uh, but we did make those available And so from that perspective, it was really good. Uh, Financially, 2017 was amazing in that for the second year in a row, the only time ever since I've been here, we finished in the black. All right? Now, understand it was by like $3, but we finished in the black. Okay, That's two years in a row. Uh, That's never happened. Um, So I I always am cautious to tell you that because sometimes you hear that and think, oh, they don't need any money. No, we do. All right. Uh, But just God is good. He's always taking care of us. And so uh, we are excited about that. And, 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 uh, thankful for that. We've also seen uh, significant connections through the youth ministry and the children's ministry as those ministries are expanding, and it's really always fun to watch that. And then 2017, we had a couple of weird things happen, um, really cool weird things. For the first time, I've been doing this pastor gig for 30 years, but for the first time ever, I received a phone call from someone asking me if they could talk to me about Jesus and get baptized. Never met him before. Came to my office, we talked about it, followed Christ, and was baptized. That's happened twice this year. Isn't that weird? All right? So, God reminding us that, hey, you're just a pawn in the game, That I'm the one that does all this stuff. All right? And so, uh, 17 was, uh, was an interesting year, a good year in so many ways, a roller coaster in other ways, uh, but God, has always, was faithful. Right? So, as we look forward to 2018, we're going to turn, as we always do, to Acts chapter 2. Now, we turn to Acts chapter 2 because it is in Acts chapter 2 that Luke describes the first church in its purest form. All right? And so, on the day of Pentecost, right before the passage we're going to read, uh, there are three miracles that took place. Uh, the the disciples were together, and they were praying. The wind started blowing. The room shook, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. The second miracle was is that Peter preached a sermon. And, and oh, in that, and they spoke languages they didn't know. That was the, the miracle part of it. The, the second thing is Peter preached a sermon, and 3,000 people became followers of Jesus in the first sermon, All right? They went from 240 to 3,240. And if you read Acts, a few chapters later, it becomes an administrative nightmare, all right, But what an awesome thing to be a part of. All right, And then uh, the third miracle is the church was started. And what took place in the church, and, and Luke could have described the church with any words he wanted to use, but he, made this, he presented this beautiful picture of the church in its purest form and what it looked like. So as we read this, I want to make it clear, it's not our goal to look like a church in New York City or a church in Chicago or Los Angeles. Our goal is to have these descriptors that are found in Acts 2. And this is who we want to be, and what a beautiful place, and what a beautiful group of people it was. So, Acts chapter 2, verses uh, 42 through 47. It's on page 1092, if you're using the Pew Bible. Acts 2, 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. All right, so as every year, I I focus on a couple of the characteristics, and I want to focus on two of them today. And the first one is that they did life together. Now, we need to understand in the context in which they existed, it was a much more natural thing for them because Christianity was an outcast. And so, as, as a minority belief system, they would come together, and they were kind of forced to be together, but my goodness, they loved it. And they developed a community and a connection between each other that's, that's pretty phenomenal. So, let's look at some of the words. Um, fellowship, the word is koinonia. It's a word that describes the connection that only believers in Christ can have. Only people who have the Holy Spirit can have that kind of connection. It was a very special, intimate connection that they shared. So they had the, the fellowship. They broke bread together. At that point, it talks, it's talking about communion or the Lord's Supper. We talk about the Lord's Supper, but the Lord's Supper is more than just remembering. It is how we connect to each other. And so there was this connection that, that brought them together through the sacrifice that Jesus made. All right. Uh, they were filled with awe. And verse 44, all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. There was nobody among them that had need because nobody regarded what they had as their own. It was God's. Wow. Can you imagine to be amongst a group of people that somebody said, Oh, I have this big medical need. And somebody else says, you know what? I have a piece of property that I'll sell, and I'll pay for that. That's who they were. Because their sight for eternity was so big. Whew. What an awesome group of people. All right? Um, and they continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread in their homes, meaning they got together and they ate with glad and sincere hearts. They did life together. And they loved each other, and they were so drawn to that fellowship and that connection that they just couldn't stay away. And so one of the things that I want us to understand in in 2018, now I've spent 15 years convincing you that we need to focus outside the walls. And boy, do we do that, and we do it well, right? But one of the things that I think we need to rediscover is the fellowship, the koinonia. Now, don't hear me say what I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we abandon our work outside the walls, but I am saying that we rediscover our love for each other. Right? Now, here, here's, what I'm, here's what I'm trying to say. Um, one of the things that is unusual about church today, not just our church, but churches all across America, is that for the first time in history, there are five generations worshiping together. First time ever. In this room right now, there are five generations. That's never happened before in history. Okay? Now, it's awesome in that there are a lot of churches that don't have multiple generations, but it also can be difficult. Historically, in our past, we went through a lot of problems because we had those generations. All right? But we've brought all that together. We've moved past that. But one of the things that happens, and it's a very natural thing to happen, so I'm not accusing anybody, is we tend to hang out with those people of our age. Right, Because we have the same life issues, the same problems, and the same sorts of things that, that we draw to each other. And so one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to try and do some things where the generations can interact. All right. So the first one of those is going to happen in a couple weeks. And uh, we're going to have all of the, the study groups, the Bible study groups, meet together on the, what's the date? 28th. 28th. And so a couple weeks from now. And, uh, and so we're going to have a potluck breakfast. That's a Baptist thing. Potluck breakfast, all right? So you bring food, you eat, and we've been blessed with some good teachers. And so we're going to take turns and have different people teach, and we're going to come together. Now, the, the idea is, first of all, you have to come. So if you're not involved in a small group, this is a great entryway for you to be a part. But also, if you are in a small group, it's a great time to not sit with your group. Meet people you don't know of a different generation. Okay, so one of the things that we're going to do is, is do that. We're going to start with that. So we, we want to invite you to be a part of that and come participate. And, uh, and let's, whatever walls are there, let's, let's break them down. Okay, and so we, we live, and again, it's very natural. We have young people do their thing, old people do their thing, and everybody in between do their thing. I don't know where I fall in that, but everywhere, everybody doing their own thing, let's come together. We're going to do that. Another thing that's going to be happening in 2018 is uh, we're going to be, uh, the ladies do a, a much better job of connecting with each other, and so we're going to have the men start doing some stuff, and men, are, we're going to do what we do best, we're going to play. All right? So I've asked Mark Sams to help me, and in a few weeks, uh, we're going to make our first trip together, and I think we're going to Top Golf. All right? Sorry, ladies, just guys only. All right? So you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Top Golf. I mean, I go and I enjoy it. So um, it's, it's a great time. And so anyway, we'll tell you about that as it gets closer. And uh, but make that a priority. So again, the idea is, let's do life together. Let's care for each other and love each other, and let's do that intergenerationally. Okay, so uh, that's, that's the first thing that I wanted to point out. The second thing that I wanted to point out that they did is verse 47. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. They reached new people. They continuously reached new people. Now, let me say up front that you and I do not change one soul. We do not have the capacity or the ability to do that. Only God can do that. However, we can get in God's way. Okay, and so what we have to understand is our part in this, and our part is is we have the truth, and we share the truth of the gospel, and God changes people. It's interesting if you look at our church's history. Um, man, the first seven, eight years I was here, it was phenomenal. We were reaching people for Christ, and we had no idea why. All right? What would happen was is we'd do these community events, and people would start coming, not people we ministered to, but people that saw us minister. They would come, and they'd hang out with us for a year, and then they would follow Christ. Some of you fall into that category. Amazing stuff, right? And so for whatever reason, um, we kind of lost that edge, Somewhere. So, a couple of things we're going to try this year. Um, first of all, we're going after a four year break, we're going to do Operation Neighbor again. Okay? Now, for those who don't know about Operation Neighbor, it's based on Luke 10 or 15, whichever one it is, about the Good Samaritan, the story of the Good Samaritan. And it's, it's there that we will have leaders who will have teams who will do ministry out in the community. And it's a six week span. And uh, so, uh, you'll know more about that as it comes up, but it's an opportunity not only for us to connect as people, but for us to do ministry outside the walls and to connect to people who need faith, okay? Now, having said all of that, there are a couple of things that we need from you about connecting to people, okay? So listen closely. The first one this is this. We need you to be here. Okay, so uh, one of the other things about staying at a place a long time, now you understand it's unusual for a pastor to be anywhere 15 years, right? The average is like 30 months, okay? The good thing is, is it kind of creates stability, which I look in the mirror and I think that's hilarious, but it it creates stability for the group. The bad thing is, is that instability, we think, well, the sun's out today. I'm going to the beach. I mean, we live in Florida for crying out loud, right? And so I get that and I understand that. And please, again, don't hear me say what I'm not saying. I don't want you here because we want bottoms in the pews. I really don't care about that. But where it matters is, is when new people come, they desperately want to get lost in the crowd, right? We know that statistically. We know that that's true. So be here. If you're in town, please make it a priority. All right, and so we're just asking that. Some of you are here every week, and you don't need to hear that, but some of you do. So if it's you, deal with it. All right, so um, the next part of it then is that we practice what we call the two-minute drill around here. And if you're new, this is all new information to you. But one of the things that we do is at the end of every time that we're together, the first two minutes are spent talking to someone you don't know. Okay, that's not natural. We like to go talk to the people we do know. We want to talk about the game today. We want to talk about what we're having for lunch or whatever it is. But spend the first two minutes talking to people you don't know. And that will help us tremendously. Okay? Everybody got that? So just, just, you don't have to risk, just, just nod. Okay? All right, we understand. And so understanding that the goal, again, is, is, is there's no desire to be a megachurch. There's no desire to, to head that, that road. But there is a desire to be relevant in the kingdom. And those are just little things that we can do that make a huge difference. And so uh, just if we all do our part, man, it makes a huge difference. Okay? All right, so that's what they did, and that's who they were, and that's how they, they practiced everything and uh, it's, it's pretty phenomenal to see what God did. And, and here's the, the result, is they were overwhelmed and awed at what God did. I called it God-inspired wows. God wowed them. A- and I think that we all can play a part in seeing that happen more and more and more. So, as we go into 2018, there are several things that, that I want to present to you that uh, really think that need to happen, and so here they are. The first one actually is already going to happen. If you don't know me well, um, when I drive up in the parking lot every day and there's a piece of trash the furthest part away of the parking lot from me, I go pick it up. All right, some of you fall into that category, and so when something's not right, it drives me crazy, right? So every day when I walk into this room, I look at the walls, and it's like somebody's rubbing barbed wire across my face, all right? Because we had a, we had a leak, and, and, uh, and so we, we got the leak fixed. We know that now. And so we have to get the walls fixed, and that starts tomorrow, okay? And so, uh, so they're going to have to fix the walls and then paint the whole room. So there's a possibility that we may be inconvenienced next week. Be flexible with us. Uh, we may have to meet in the gym. We don't know. Hopefully not, uh, but be flexible with that, but that's coming. So that was the first thing I had, and it's happening. So it's not really on the list, but I will to let you know that it's coming. All right, so the second thing that I have on the list is this, <clears throat> is that we are going to work to build the fellowship, like I said, and so we have uh, the men's, the men are going to start doing their things together. Uh, we have the the Bible study times that are going to happen on Sunday mornings, please make those a priority, and, and let's just get together, see what God does, all right? And next week, and when we do that in a couple of weeks, we have good breakfast as well, all right? The, the other thing, other couple of things, is we're going to find um, a new church through the North Northern American Mission Board to minister with. We've been working for four years with the Hamilton Fellowships in Hamilton, Ontario, and Jason and Kimberly are good friends of ours. And, uh, but they are at a point when they're starting to stand on their own financially and every other way. And so we have one more trip planned up there this year. And so we'll, we'll continue to do that. But in this year, we're going to try to find the next church. And so the North American Mission Board has 32 cities that they've established as if we're going to reach North America, these are the key cities. All right? And so don't know exactly what city. Uh, but we're going to be trying to figure that out and decide uh, another place to connect with. So that's another thing that we're going to try to do in 2018. And so hopefully this time next year we'll be talking about mission trips to wherever it is. Okay, Hawaii maybe I don't know the, I don't know Honolulu on the list, but um, probably be a small team that goes to Hawaii. All right. The next thing, the next thing that I that I want to invite you to do and encourage you to do. One of the keys that that really makes this work is that if you invite people and I invite people, that's the key. You know, if you ever walk in here and say, man, I wish there were more people here, then do something about it. Right? And so what I want to encourage is that every one of us will have someone new be a part of our community. I'm not talking about just showing up once. I'm talking about be a part of the community, that someone will become a part of the family that you know. Now, that may mean you have to invite 25 people for that to happen, and they come hear me once and say, nope, I don't know, right? But we can love them into the community, and and so each one of us, if we would do that, imagine the impact, right? Not only people in the seats, but people hearing about Christ and the kingdom being transformed, all right? So... I want to encourage and invite everyone to participate in that, where we come together and we all bring one that becomes a part of the community. And the last thing that I want to do is I want to invite you into a season of prayer with me. So in your program this morning, there was a piece of whatever yellow piece of paper. I'm going to ask you to take a look at that. And what I've done is I've created four weeks of prayer. The first week is prayer for our world. The second week is prayer for our nation. The third week is prayer for our community. And the fourth week is a prayer for our church. And one of the things that we have to understand, and I think is vitally important, is that we cannot accomplish anything without God's help. And prayer is not a a magical potion or a secret words that make God do what we want God to do. Prayer is us saying, God, we need you. And so I want to invite you, and so what I've done is in these four weeks, I have the days marked out for you. I'm going to start in the morning. I have passages of Scripture for you to read and, and things for you to pray about, and let's pray together. Let's pray and let's ask God to, to wow us. All right? And we'll go through and we'll pray together, acknowledging fully our, our complete dependence on Him. And each week we'll remind you of, of this and where we are and, uh, and the, the seven days of, of that coming week. Oh my goodness, God so desperately wants to use us, but we have to acknowledge we can't do a thing without him. And so I invite you to pray with me as as we pray for 2018 and as we pray for these different things. So I want to ask you, if you would, to close your eyes. And I want you to imagine with me an Acts 2 church that exists in 2018. A church where believers are growing in their faith as they grow in the Scripture. A church where non-believers can ask questions without fear and can find answers and move towards faith and become believers. A church where people far from God can encounter the grace of Jesus Christ and their lives be transformed. Imagine a church where the community looks at us and says, yeah, we are really glad they're here because we know they love us. Imagine a church where the generations come together and work together and do life together and love each other. Imagine a church where the under-resourced have their needs met. Imagine a church God is wowing us day after day after day by the amazing things that He's doing. Imagine a church that is connected with a common drive, a common goal, and a common dream in unity. And a church where God adds to the number daily those who are being saved. And a church where King Jesus is always glorified. I'm still crazy enough to believe that we can be that church. We're a lot closer now than we've ever been, but we still have so far to go. And I'm grateful to God for how He's grown us Towards that goal and so this morning I want to invite you to join me up front for anyone who would like to to pray to pray for 2018 that we would be the church God wants us to be that he would make clear and obvious his will and his plan and his direction for us and that we would jump in with both feet and say yes Lord whatever you want to do So I invite you to come and pray with me.